0: The Hammer Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a very special guest at the drivehubler.com hotline. Tony Kennett is
2: an investigative reporter for The Daily Signal. In a past life, he was a longtime STEM educator here in Indy. Tony, let's keep it here in Indy. You were on air with me last week. The same day that Jefferson Shreve, the Republican, mayoral candidate rolled out his plan for public safety in indianapolis and basically his plan for guns is the same as joe hawksett's he threw joe hawksett a lifeline even though he was drowning uh in a lake here i'm curious you've had a couple days now to sit back digest everything are you still as fired up as i am I am. And in fact,
1: there are several others around the nation who are amazed uh, that we're at a point where the Indiana GOP has basically been silent about this guy trying to say, well, it's just such a small part of his policy. Really, if you look at the rest of his policy, it's really good. Sure, this one area is very infected and covered in cancerous pussy boils, but <laughs> the rest of his policy is very Republican. And now they're doing the lesser of two evils thing as well, which is, well, he's he's better than Hogsett." in what way? In what way is one man who wants to ban guns better than the other man who wants to ban guns? I wasn't aware that my Second Amendment rights were up for discussion in the great state of Indiana.
2: And the thing that people need to understand, and this is why I'm so fired up, it's not because I'm so anti-Jefferson Shreve, it's totally the opposite. I'm anti-Joe Hogsett, and this was a guy that I thought had a puncher's chance at beating Joe Hogsett because he's got the resources, because he's Mr. Moneybags. I was this close to putting the Shreve yard sign at Casa de Hammer, (laughs) and when you heard Joe Hogsett roll out his plan... The first thing that came to my mind was, well, that's never going to become the law. He's grasping at straws. He's throwing a Hail Mary. And what does Shreve do? He says, well, by God, that's a great idea (laughs) and sucks all of the life right out of the room and blames law-abiding citizens like you, Tony, like myself, for the problems in Indianapolis. I can't give someone my vote that feels that way. So this is the funny part, because really, I've done an entire
1: week's worth of investigation because I will have an article coming out about this. But I wanted to make sure that I did all the research to find out where on God's green earth did this idea come from? Because you could say, well, he's trying to appeal to moderate Democrats. Among Democrats, Hogsett's anti-gun policy is his least popular policy that polls with those voters. So it's not that. You could say, well, he's trying to appeal to moderate Republicans. Well, the most moderate Republicans in the Indiana GOP are in the diversity group run by Whitley Yates. And apparently from insiders that I have in that group, they were begging him days before his announcement not to do that nonsense. You know, don't whatever you do, don't come out with that policy. Really? So at this point, yeah. So with all of these people telling him it's a bad move, at what point did he have his head so far up his own ass that he's unwilling <laughs> to listen to the person next to him that says, this is a really bad idea. Indiana is a very pro to a state. We just hosted the NRA convention, for God's sakes. Are you seriously telling me that you think you're going to pull? Whole voters with banning AR-15s. Really?
0: Let me ask you this: uh, We're speaking with Tony Kennett from the Daily Signal. Uh, did you ever see that ridiculous uh, ad campaign against Jefferson Sharif that the uh, Hogsett people put out? He is pro-2A. He's conservative. <gasps> he is like it was all this stuff that, that they were all qualities and virtues that you would want in a Republican mayor, and they they were acting as if it were the the worst thing in the world. Did that? Attack ad have anything yes. to yeah, do with it. this? From
1: from my investigations and also an insider in his campaign who's becoming more fed up with Shreve the Munchkin, uh, this seems to be what we are coming to. So uh, apparently... We have Republicans in Indiana who are so terrified that Democrats might accuse them of supporting the U.S. Constitution and its Bill of Rights that it's enough to change public policy. Now, I want to make this clear. If you're out there listening to the Hammer and Nigel show today and you want to run for office, you want to get involved in politics. Step number one is not to give a star spangled wooden nickel about what your opponents think of you. Don't pay attention to their ads. Don't pay attention to their accusations, because the only people it is going to help is your opponents. Let everyone who supports you worry about whatever they're accusing you of. You run the race. You represent your people, because as you've seen with Shreve and you saw with Sue running for mayor and Carmel from the Republican side and many other Republican candidates around the state, when you pander to the left, you lose Indiana. Do people remember what state they're running it? Like, have we really just become some blase blob of a state
2: that no one has any Hoosier pride anymore? Really? So you mentioned earlier that uh, some folks that you have connections with, were begging Jefferson Shreve not to do this. Well, he went ahead and did it anyway. I have heard from a number of people around Central Indy that they don't really want to have anything to do with Jefferson Shreve right now. What are you hearing, Tony? What are your sources from Marion County GOP, Indiana GOP insiders? What are they saying right now?
1: Well, first of all, the average man on the street is worth far more than any of the groups that you just listed. The Indiana GOP proper, so the statewide organization, has a bunch of people inside tearing their hair out. Uh, Several people that I've talked to basically said they are trying to desperately see if they can salvage anything out of this. And it's not happening. Uh, Members inside the, the Marion County GOP, I Uh, I I really don't want to go into too much detail because a lot of things were said in confidence. But everyone is in agreement that this was a very bad move by Shreve. And it is going to be it was going to be a a mountain climb before to win this election. But there was a chance. Now, this is like, uh, you you know, putting someone in a broken down car and telling them to drive up Everest backwards. It ain't going to happen. And he only has himself to blame, you know, giving Twitter messages from his fancy, expensive million dollar paneled, walled home instead of out actually talking to the people he claims he's running for. It is the most botched mayoral candidacy I have seen in ages. And we're only a couple miles south from Chicago. They have botched mayoral races as the the norm there. I guess we're importing those (laughs) to here.
2: They lock people up on the norm in Chicago that are uh, public officials. How many governors have served behind
1: bars? They ought to call Ryan Mears. He'll get anybody out of jail for (laughs) just a few dollars.
0: I I think it's I, I think Sharif should double down, triple down, and not only ban uh, the guns, but he should just... Ban crime in general in Marion County. That's a I great mean, idea. What a strategy. I mean ban what... murder. <laughs> and we <laughs> should post uh, we should post signs
1: up that say that murder is illegal. So that right when someone's about to get murderous, they say, Oh wait, there's that sign. We'll put and some putting learned, greens yeah. down but, but, but
2: here at Monument Circle. We'll lay the putting <laughs> greens down
0: and make it a murder-free zone. But, but my, my point is that platform of we're gonna ban crime in the city has about just as much teeth as we're going to ban guns and raise the limit in Marion County, raise the age limit in Marion County. It has no teeth. It'll never happen. It's not only that it has no teeth, it's that they're
1: not actually listening to the voters about how they want crime to be stopped in Indianapolis. No one's actually going up to the members that live on the east side uh, who live in the the inner city west side and asking them, hey, there's all this crime around you. How would you stop it? What would make you feel more safe? They don't. They call their special interest group and some Republican 572 miles away says, well, have you considered writing the series of policies instead of actually (laughs) talking to people who feel unsafe every evening? When people are out walking after dark in Indianapolis, you're courting a death sentence. And does Shreve talk to any of them? No, he sends out a video from his mansion. AR-15, as though when you and I hammer, when we walk the circle, when I come in and do a show with you, as if we see people walking around with AR-15 strapped to their back.
2: Right. The constitutional carry thing is the one part of this whole thing that really fires me up the most. Because, again, I'm a law-abiding dude. I do everything right. I pay my taxes. I take care of my family. If I want to protect myself or protect my family and use my 2A right to have constitutional carry, why am I labeled the problem downtown when there's a homeless guy around the corner taking a dump in the fountain, oh. and we've seen people like Guy Relford, the right. big strong gun guy, accosted before.
1: So this is the core question that I would ask any Republican candidate: What do you think? And I was told that we, after I went on with you, Hammer, and we, I said that the GOP should have vetted this guy. They said, "Well, we couldn't vet him. What were we supposed to do?" Okay, here's here's the answer: Ask him this question: Why do we have a Second Amendment? Why do we have a second amendment? The answer is not for hunting. The answer is not to protect your home if a burglar breaks in. The answer is to protect your rights, your constitutional liberties from any individual, foreign or domestic, including governmental officials or criminals on the street. That is why we have firearms. It's not to protect my right to hunt deer out by Lafayette. No, it's not. And the founders didn't intend for that. The founders own privately owned cannons and and gunboats for crying out loud. It's to protect yourself against adversaries both on the street and from government tyranny. That's what it's for. If Shreve doesn't believe that, he has no business being on a Republican ticket.
2: Oh, he just turned off the radio. When you started rattling off uh, why we need the Second Amendment, Second Amendment, he turned off the radio. <laughs> There's no way that dude wanted to hear that. You sent me a tweet uh, early today. You texted this link to me that one of your colleagues at the Daily Signal, um, the White House, trying to take away their credentials. What's going on? So, the White House is now
1: beginning a process at the end of the month in which they will change choose and approve which journalists, quote unquote, are allowed to report at the White House, to report at Congress. So Fred Lucas, who's a a colleague of mine and and a very fine reporter, uh, has been reporting at the White House for over 14 years. So if the White House decides that he doesn't qualify as as an accredited journalist because we're associated with the Heritage Foundation, then he will be banned from being in the press pit. He, He will be a journalist that is forbidden to come in because the White House does not like him. Now, you can bet that it's not just going to be MSNBC and CNN and and Fox News journalists at the White House. It's also going to be people from publications like Vox and uh, HuffPost, if it's still open, and many other far left-wing publications that are funded directly by the DNC, and they're going to be allowed in just fine. It's a very, very scary, slippery slope to start saying which journalists the government approves of and does not approve of. That is a direct violation of the First Amendment, and the government should have no business telling someone that they don't qualify as a journalist to come ask questions of our decrepit, dementia-ridden president.
0: Of course, I mean, uh, KJP, the White House press secretary, never answers any questions anyway, so uh, it might all no, be No, no, she's loophole.
1: she's too busy telling everyone how historic she is and how wonderfully <laughs> amazing she is for uh, having genitals, so that, that's her claim to fame.
0: There's a couple minutes left here with Tony Kennett from The Daily Signal. Your uh, overall thoughts on the performance of one Mike Pence, Asa Hutchinson, and others at that presidential forum hosted by Tucker Carlson on Friday.
1: I texted Tucker right after that and said that was the most beautiful display of pimp smacking that I've seen <laughs> in ages. <laughs> and uh, he, he texted me back and said that he, he was having a great time. That that was what he, it he did look he texted like he was back. having fun. Well, yeah. I mean, again, I've I've been on this since the beginning. I think that a lot of the comments that, that Mike Pence made were taking taking a little bit out of uh, a little bit out of context. However, he did make it very clear that he does value uh, fighting in Ukraine as much as he values governing in the United States, and that is very unpopular with Americans right now. People want to know why we are in Ukraine and what our objectives are. What are we doing with Ukraine? Uh, and that is the first step to actually providing any accountability. Most Americans don't want anything to do with Ukraine. They say it's not our war. And regardless of whether you're more of a war hawk conservative or more of a traditional conservative or a libertarian, you're still accountable and responsible to your voters. And when you don't give them specific outlines of what needs to be done, and you can't justify why you want to send a bunch of tanks over to the Ukraine while our military is currently struggling with serious underfunding issues as well as a host of other problems, is kind of a really it's kind of a hard sell to make, and you're not doing yourself any favors. I, I I've said this before. I'll say it again. I do not know for the life of me, why Pence chose to run. He has enough money. There's no way he's going to make it anywhere near even the vice president slot again. There's no point at all for him to be doing this. Uh, this just seems like a, an exercise in sadism.
2: I will say this, and I know we got to run here, but what I loved about Tucker Carlson was he was critical to Republicans. You're not going to see that on CNN. They're not going to be critical of anybody in the Biden administration. MSNBC not going to be critical of anybody in the Biden administration. Here here at WIBC and Tucker Carlson, I feel like we're equal opportunity. If you screw up, we will bring the heat to you, regardless of party. Um, what are you working on at The Daily Signal, Tony?
1: Uh, I've got a couple investigations coming out. Uh, I'm almost finished, actually, looking into some of Shreve's shenanigans and also taking a look at how his numbers are, are dropping rapidly, uh, including a photo that I have of, of Shreve Yard signs sticking out of uh, trash bins around the city. So, it, it's going to get interesting. Uh, you'll want to catch every
2: minute of it. Tony Kennett, The Daily Signal. Thank you. Thanks, guys. It's The Hammer and Nigel Show.